Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of November 12, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. Okay, let's dive in and talk about what's up in the skies this week in the aftermath of last week's U.S. election. Uh, In spite of Mercury stationing retrograde and approaching its fuzzy square to Neptune, the election went off without a hitch. Color me surprised. I think that's terrific. Now, in the spirit of surprises, here comes an eclipse this week to generate a wave or two. That's happening on Tuesday, November the 13th, and we will get to the eclipse in a bit. Uh, We will touch on the other planetary aspects happening this week. In the meantime, dear listener, how are you faring through Mercury retrograde so far? Because we are still in the thick of it, and things are going to get even stickier now. I say that because Mercury retrograde is making a square angle that's 90 degrees to Neptune. Now, this is the second time we're getting this energy, and I already spoke about Mercury square Neptune in a podcast for the week of October the 29th, so feel free to go back and listen to that podcast if you would like uh, to refresh your memory, which is pretty appropriate for Mercury square Neptune, uh, refresh your memory on, on some of the tidbits I had to say about that kind of energy. It was actually Monday, October the 29th, that we experienced the first hit of Mercury square Neptune. So this second pass that happens Tuesday, November the 13th, when the energy perfects, um, that may be a continuation of whatever was happening for you back on October the 29th. Now there's still a third Mercury-Neptune square pass to come on December the 11th. And that is actually just one more reason why you will hear me over the next few weeks remind you just to just to stay loose and stay flexible because everything is in flux between now and mid-December. All right? For now, it might be beneficial for you just to become really aware of what it feels like for you to move with this strange Mercury square Neptune energy. Um, Perhaps it may feel to you a little like trying to walk through layers of gauze and glue. Um, Things feel kind of sticky, but nothing is really fixed into place, which is what glue is supposed to do. So we just get that weird, sticky, tacky feeling like I'm not really going anywhere, or the efforts that I'm making right now aren't really yielding too much, or they're taking me three times as long as they should, right? That's the kind of energy that Mercury Square Neptune can uh, bring bring us into, Um, or, uh, perhaps your dreams are particularly evocative right now as Neptune breaks through the rational mind that Mercury represents by seeping into your sleep time. So, uh, hopefully you are recording your dreams if you're finding them to be particularly strong because yes, they are giving you messages 
Um, if you feel like the dream you woke up from is trying to tell you something, you are right. Neptune speaks to us through symbols and through dreams. So do pay really close attention to what your dreams are sharing with you now. It actually does help to write them down or draw down images, colors, anything that you that you can recall, uh, because you will likely notice a thread that's trying to uh, come through all of your dreams. There may be a connecting theme over these next several weeks. We are really moving through a long story arc right now, as opposed to a day-by-day thing. So we're getting little bits and pieces of information that are going to fill out that stained glass window that I mentioned in last week's podcast. Pieces are missing now, but they are coming together slowly, and it will really help you to jot down details as we go along. Okay. Um, and one more thing for those of you who may be directionally challenged. Um, if you're the kind of person that laughs, you could get lost in a box, really do yourself a favor right now. Um, plan your route before you head out. Um, pay attention while you are on route um, Mercury square Neptune can really take you to places you didn't necessarily mean to go to. And Hey, you know what? Sometimes when we make a so-called mistake, it's kind of an inspired thing that can lead to a wondrous event that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't made that mistake or walked into the wrong, uh, the wrong address or sent, Oh, here's a good one. Sent the email to the wrong person. Yes, I found myself doing that. The first day that Mercury went retrograde, I cc'd the wrong person on my email. Um, Very typical Mercury retrograde, Mercury square Neptune mistake to make. Um, Fortunately, um, no harm was done. It was a benevolent email, um, but it could have gone south, uh, really could have gone south if it had been someone other than that wrong person that I had accidentally emailed. If it had been anybody else, mm, that wouldn't have been very well. Wouldn't have gone very well for me. Anyway, um, what I would caution you to do is not be like me. Be really clear about where you're going, who you're emailing, who you're hitting uh, on the email list to or CC or BCC. Careful, slippery fingers. Okay. Um, So Mercury is very, very strong um, in the sense that Mercury retrograde really heightens our awareness of needing to be more fastidious and pay attention to details more. Okay. Um, so be aware that on Wednesday, November the 14th, Mercury retrograde is backing back into Scorpio again. Okay. Mercury left Scorpio, moved into Sagittarius, got to 40 degrees of Sagittarius where Mercury turned around and started backpedaling. So now he's back, uh, doing the backstroke through Scorpio. And this gives us another clue that really through this this six-week phase that we're in, well, actually now it's a four-week phase, um, the mental connections that you're making right now 
and in fact, even your social connections. They need to involve Scorpio's psychic sense as much as your logic, your linear rational mind. Okay. So we are really, really still getting the message that we have to blend logic and intuition. Okay. They, they can't, they can't function outside of each other. They require, they require a bridge. Okay. Um, Scorpio is part of the water element and therefore Scorpio is very connected to your emotional body. So you're also getting a chance to integrate deep feeling with your intuition into all of your connections, your ideas, your social connections. Uh, it's as important for you to feel a person's energy and how comfortable or uncomfortable as the case may be, that is for you. Um, that gives you information. Do I really want to hang with this person? Uh, do I want this person to be my lover? Do I want to be in this job environment? So, um, incorporating your feeling function is as vital to everything you, you do as, um, as it is to incorporate your logic, right? Because if it doesn't feel right, that's important information for you that you need to honor. Okay. So this kind of inner work that we are in the process of doing right now intensifies throughout the week until we get to Saturday, November the 17th, when Mercury retrograde will connect with the sun. They are going to unite. It's called a, a conjunction. Um, this is happening, of course, in the sign of Scorpio. So sun and Mercury are connecting. They are beginning a new dance, a new cycle. Now, this is a very clear cosmic signal that much of what you need to attend to now is is about waking up and facing your deepest fears. Our deepest fears tend to hang out in Scorpio land. So wherever Scorpio is showing up in your birth chart uh, has a lot of information about where you like to bury or perhaps harbor your fears. Um, you know, it's really hard to be objective or to come up with a creative solution to a problem that you're perceiving when you get stuck in fear or when you get stuck in scarcity mentality or when you get stuck in paranoia. These are some of the underbellies of the Scorpio energy field. And because Scorpio is a fixed sign, we can become overly attached or fixated on our Scorpio shadow stuff. Okay. But this is the time to break out of old mental habits. Okay. So this union between the sun and Mercury signals a new cycle, uh, that helps helps us take that sometimes bittersweet Scorpio medicine into our systems and ultimately helps us reset those stale thinking patterns that keep us stuck in old behavior so that ultimately we grow into newer versions of ourselves. Okay. So this is like an awakening that can help you get out of that automatic pilot trap. If you're one of those people that gets into a routine and you stop 
being awake or present to what's going on inside you and what is going on around you. So we are very much in a process of deep awakening. And speaking of being awake, that really resonates with planet Mars. We've got some good, strong Mars energy uh, afoot. On Friday, November 16th, Mars is going to move into the sign of Capricorn and immediately make this beautiful 60-degree or sextile aspect with Neptune in Pisces. So let's break that down. Mars. Mars represents energy, action, will, power, sexual aggression, um, ego awareness. So Mars moves now into Capricorn, the sign where Mars does its best work. Okay. Why do I say that? Well, uh, Mars rules the signs of Aries and Scorpio. And when Mars is in those signs, because he's the ruler of those signs, he's really at home, but sometimes can be a little too at home, a little too sure of himself, too cocky, perhaps too aggressive. Okay. Um, when Mars is in the sign of Cancer, which is opposite Capricorn on the zodiac pie, Mars feels rather insecure and can become a real passive aggressive little bugger. Um, and isn't quite sure about how to state what he needs in order to feel secure. In the sign of Capricorn, however, Mars is really comfortable without the cockiness factor. It's beautiful work that gets done when Mars moves into Capricorn. Now, Capricorn is cardinal energy, meaning it's self-activated. You rarely, rarely need to tell a Capricorn what to do. For heaven's sakes, they're probably 10 steps ahead of you and have already done it. Um, Capricorn is also an earth sign. Earth energy gets us back into body awareness um, keeps our feet on the ground so that we feel planted, um, and of course connected to Gaia energy. Okay. So in Capricorn, Mars has a very tangible goal to achieve. Now, remember Mars will have just emerged from the fire of Sagittarius. That's the sign of the archer. And that's in that phase, when Mars moved through Sagittarius, you likely established for yourself a rather lofty goal. And now it is time to put that goal into physical manifestation, which is what Capricorn energy represents. Capricorn is symbolized by the goat, the sure-footed goat. That goat knows its way up the mountain. So we are being given a major dose of extremely helpful energy that will breed productivity and leadership. So now that Mars moves into Capricorn, this is a time for you to ask yourself where your skills are that call you to step up and show us the way. Everybody's got leadership ability in one form or another. So in what area of life do you feel like the goat with a mission? In what area of life are you feeling called to show other people how it's done? If you happen to have any doubts about your abilities or you're questioning uh, what it is you're here to do, what's my mission, 
part of what my work as an astrology consultant is to take note of people's aptitudes and special gifts and basically just to feed back that feed that back to you. Um, so please, please get in touch with me if you have any questions regarding your vocational ability or your mission here right now. I would be happy to plan a session with you. So Mars and Capricorn gives us a beautiful 60 degree connection to Neptune in Pisces. Now is the opportunity to live your dream. Or perhaps it would be closer to the truth to say you have this moment to now embody your dream. Whether that dream has fully manifested for you or not, and I would suggest it probably hasn't. The picture is still developing and will continue to develop over the next month. However, the 60 degree angle between Mars and Neptune represents opportunity. When you work the energy gently, you see how easily things yield to your touch. There's no need to force anything. It's not like a 90 degree angle. You just touch it gently and see what happens. So Mars and Neptune are connecting in a harmonious way, as if to tell you that now is the time to live your highest dream, as if it were already here. We are living as if. Take note of as if. That is a very Neptunian word. So living as if takes imagination, as represented by Neptune and Pisces, and it takes determination and skill, as represented by Mars in Capricorn. I am personally really ready um, for this very grounded, grounded energy. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm finding it um, challenging to really move, <laughs> move fluidly through this Mercury retrograde, Mercury square Neptune phase. And uh, I am really, really keen on Mars and Capricorn. Okay, I want us to get to the juiciest event of the week. I have saved it for the last, even though it's actually the first cosmic event for this week. And I am now referring to the new moon solar eclipse that's happening Tuesday, November the 13th. Okay, um, and actually if you want the exact time, it is happening at 5.08 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a new moon solar eclipse in the sign of dun, da, 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 Scorpio. More Scorpio energy coming at us, really, really reinforcing the Scorpio archetype with its gifts and its pitfalls. So let's talk about eclipses in general first, because eclipses are basically energetic portals that reset your, your personal matrix. Um, is one way to put it. That's sort of a, a mystic's approach. It's not the astronomical explanation, which is that the um, moon is basically going to eclipse the sun for um, a period of time. This is a total eclipse. Um, but mystically speaking, you're moving through an eclipse portal. And because this is a new moon event, 
It represents a new beginning. Okay. This is a, it's a very interesting eclipse that we're having. There's actually very little jangly energy by jangly. <laughs> when I, when I think of jangly energy, I think of 90 degree right angles, square aspects from one planet to another. And interesting that it's really only Mercury squaring Neptune and Chiron that gives us the jangly bits. And Neptune isn't even jangly. Neptune is fuzzy and soft and, if anything, makes you want to go back to sleep. Um, so it's an unusual eclipse in the sense that it's not necessarily going to rattle your nerves. Now it may rattle your Scorpio emotions... Um, and it may take you fairly deep. Okay. It's interesting. You're going through this, you know, portal and yet you're looking backwards at the same time. Um, whether you're looking at recent events or ancient history, as far as you're concerned, it's a, it's a unique moment in which the new moon, um, represents Forward momentum, looking forward, planning for the future, but we are in this weird retrograde phase where we cannot help but look back at the same time. So, um, it's like you're on a little spaceship and you're looking through the back, the rear window, uh, looking as that spaceship takes you forward, you happen to be looking back. Um, and yet you can look back with a sense of hope for the future. It's a weird little energetic paradigm that Mercury square Neptune is bringing us a sense of hope for something greater down the road. Um, new possibilities become apparent to us, not only because we have Neptune on the horizon, but the solar eclipse tends to bring new opportunities usually unforeseen. Really and truly, I don't believe in out of the blue or out of left field. Uh, whatever is brewing for you now has actually been bubbling up under the radar for quite some time, but it may become uh, manifest or in your face at the eclipse on Tuesday. Okay. Um, so new possibilities come into your awareness. Were those possibilities always waiting for you to recognize them? Were they always there? Or did the landscape truly change? Or maybe it's you who have changed. Regardless, the idea for you now is to hold the space for these new possibilities. Um, really think of yourself as nurturing or being a nurturing container for your dreams. And has it has never been easier to hold the space. Saturn, hold. Try Neptune, the space. Uh, it's never been easier. We are in a beautiful moment right now to do that. Um, so stay in this space of possibility and new beginning Allow yourself to be curious enough to explore what's possible without trying to nail anything down just yet. Because even though you're in this very unique position of being able to look ahead, uh, thanks to the eclipse, 
and backwards at the same time, thanks to Mercury retrograde, your perspective is still in flux. It still needs to expand. Okay. We are, this is a very exciting time. I would suggest this eclipse is exciting. Sometimes I think eclipses are our nerve janglers. This one I think is, uh, it's a rare breed. Nevertheless, you still need to give yourself some distance from that thing that you are trying to bring in, whether that thing is a relationship, a job, a move to a new city, uh, greater income potential, um, heightened awareness for yourself or trying to um, really maximize your psychic ability. It doesn't matter what it is you're trying to manifest. You still need a little bit more distance before you can really, really make it work for you. And we are getting messages all over the place that things are in flux and you need distance. We have the conjunction of the sun and moon with the solar eclipse. We have the conjunction of sun with Mercury retrograde, which really, uh, it's hard to be objective at that moment in time. And of course, we have the lingering Mercury square, Neptune and Chiron. Okay, so things are in flux, things are changing, but that eclipse moment on Tuesday, if you have a lot of energy for you, in the sector of 21 degrees Scorpio, or if you have planets around that degree, 21 degrees of Taurus, uh, or Aquarius, or Leo, you may notice an eclipse event. Um, if you, yeah, if your rising sign happens to be around 21 Scorp, I would give, I would give, um, anywhere from 18 to 23 degrees, then yeah, this eclipse has something for you. So do, uh, do be alert on Tuesday. Okay. Um, what is happening here with all of this Scorpio energy is that our minds and our thoughts are they're like entities and they are growing deep roots, deep roots that are reaching into obscure places hidden within your psyche. And that is Mercury in Scorpio. It's sun and moon in Scorpio. Um, so when we're growing these roots, you know, you have the option to pull out the stuff that is choking off healthier thought forms and you have the chance to grow new thought forms, healthier, healthier visions and ideas for yourself. The, a lot is being cleansed right now. Scorpio is about uh, purging and cleansing. So what are you cleansing? Old false ideas and fears, past grievances and grudges, feelings of limitation and lack. Who needs it? All right. Um... This is really where the journey takes us in this deep, deep, um, scorpionic water that we are all submerged in together. At the same time, and I wrote about this in your weekly forecast at Sastrology, we are creating a working bridge, 
courtesy of Mars and Capricorn making this beautiful sextile with Chiron and Neptune and Pisces. That working bridge connects you between the past and the future, just like this eclipse in Scorpio is doing. That working bridge connects you to your inner realm and your outer realm. Um, things are shifting dramatically for you right now, but be assured that you are shifting into grounded stability. Okay? Um, there is much more to come as the journey deepens and intensifies. Mars is going to connect with Pluto, not this week. We will talk about that in the next podcast. But things are, without a doubt, um, taking us deeply and intensely into the, mm, the energy that helps us transform and get rid of the stuff that just doesn't work for us anymore. And my goodness, hallelujah for that. All right. What you're hearing right now as I wrap up this podcast is the theme song from the 1990 TV series, Twin Peaks. Remember Twin Peaks? Now that title for me evokes a very Gemini theme. Um, you know, obviously I'm talking about the Gemini twins. And it turns out that the series creator, David Lynch, was born when Uranus was in Gemini. And guess what? Right now, Jupiter retrograde in Gemini is sitting on the very same degree that Uranus was on at David Lynch's birth. A little bit more synchronicity. He was born with the moon in Virgo. The moon is in Virgo today as I record this podcast. So maybe that's why this evocative music has been really calling me today. Um, if you ever caught the Twin Peaks series, you'll remember it was fantastically weird and kitschy. And at the time that it aired, in April of 1990, Saturn and Neptune were conjoined in Capricorn. And now they're trining each other. So I'm really loving the synchronicity. All right, my dear listener, please connect with me this week for a session through Mercury retrograde and eclipse season. I have an irresistible offer so that you get phenomenal value from, your, from our work together. I am Michelle Suzanne. You can connect with me through starstruckastrology.org. And I bid you farewell with blessings and peace and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.